Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I suppose one of the things is 46A, it was, or probably still is, one of the most, one of the busiest routes. Like, it does take it on a heat. But there are other ones, like the 75, which comes from Tala. Like, that's a very busy bus route, but it always had the older buses, yeah. <laughs> Just talking about specific boats <laughs> in Dublin, like <laughs> this is the most unrelatable podcast <laughs> anyone's ever done. Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we talk about some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to figure out, are they really worth the hype? People may like them, but is it a legitimate like? My name is Hugh and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Will. Hi Will, how are you? Hmm, that's me having to think about what you just said, Hugh. I'm, I'm really, really hungover, that's how I am. Oh, uh, Good. <laughs> Nope. Uh, have have you been hungover for the podcast before? I'm trying to recall. Uh, not to this extent, I would say. I've never done a gin tasting the night before, which wasn't like an official gin tasting. We just had a lot <laughs> just of bottles of gin. Just you drinking gin and tasting yeah. it. But no, there was a piece of paper with like a checkbox of A, B, C, D, and E, and I only got one right. But you didn't spit it out. No, crucially, I, I there was no spittoon. No. So. And you got one right out of out of five? I think I got minus six. You got minus six? Yeah, gin all tastes like juniper, Hugh. They, uh, I don't know what juniper tastes like. You got 20%. You didn't get minus six. No, there was a, there was a whole scoring system. I'm, I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember. But now I'm drinking some ginger beer, and I think everything's, everything's looking up, I think. Is that because there's gin in the word ginger? hair of the yeah, dog yeah. kind of I've never had a hangover Will it comes from not drinking I guess so I really don't yeah. have the I mean I, I you know I guess I sort of feel oh it must be like being tired and having a headache but it's it's its own thing is it oh you you're so you're so young and uh, naive mm. no it's, it's it's not just headache it's it's there's no way of describing it and you're just gonna have to for research purposes mm. Um, do it. Do you do you have much sympathy for people who have hangovers? Oh, considering you have no empathy. Absolutely. Sorry, what? Where did that come from? Uh, I meant as in you have no way of empathising uh, with the actual thing. But then I realised that empathy is the wrong word because the whole point of empathy is that you don't need to. Mm. Yeah, no, so I, I basically I, just I do. called you a sociopath. <laughs> I do. I've spoken to. Uh, I know that other teachers have told me that being tired in school is like having the worst hangover like without having drunk at all just being tired oh. while you're teaching six-year-olds is the equivalent of having a hangover so you probably might as well just drink you know yeah you definitely because i mean the worst hangover i ever had was when i had to then the next day do a kid's party and oh no was, had to leave the kid's party to be sick and then come back and play parachute games oh no where i mean did you make it to an appropriate place to get sick yeah, yeah, I went, okay, guys, Charlotte's now going to run a little game and I'm just going to pop over to the loo. And I went to the toilet and was like, Bleh! 
And then I came back and was like, whoa, what are we doing now? Okay, so you're a very high-functioning hangoverian. Yeah, yeah, that was that was um, the worst hangover I've ever had. And since then, everything is like, I, I could deal with any hangover now because that was so horrible. And it was so bad. What caused it? Alcohol, Hugh. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I thought you understood the basic fundamentals of how hangovers work, but it's it's not great. But it's entirely self-inflicted, and well, is is that is that part of it as well? That that along with the. You know, whether it's feeling sick or in the head or tiredness, there's also just a, an element of self-loathing about it, is there? Oh, yeah, the shame. The mm. shame or the fear. That's what you talk, you talk about. Yeah. Speaking of shame. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of shame and fear, our producer. Hi, Anya. Hi. Anya, you ever, ever been hungover? Ever heard of it? Yeah. Uh, no, that was, that, was, that was great patter, guys. Uh, no, but well, I, I do agree that I think everybody has the one, the big one that by which all future hangovers are measured oh please share with the class yeah what what my uh oh a wedding four years ago mm-hmm. um last i was last spotted with a with a blue lagoon cocktail <laughs> singing the owl triangle i can't <laughs> sing i don't even know all the words and um, do you think anyone's ever sung that song <laughs> carrying no. a blue t- cocktail <laughs> I know and it was I remember the next day not being able to lie flat and just had to sit up bolt upright in bed because any movement at all <laughs> was, was just so queasy inducing so honestly oh, you know it, it, but you need that you need that because it keeps you it keeps you on the straight and narrow you need one of those about every decade <laughs> well, actually, there is some overlap with our drinking conversation because, I mean, I think we've all seen a lot of people vomit on public transport. So that's my seamless segue Ooh. into today's uh, discussion. Projectilers into the next uh, yeah, Exactly. Uh, of public transport. Mm. And this might be an unusual front one for us to cover because, well, I'm not sure if it's one of humanity's greatest fascinations. <laughs> it, kind, it, it kind of is because I yeah. actually, I looked it up yesterday. I don't think there's anywhere on earth where there's no... Uh, to some extent public transport system mm. and it's something that dates back I mean I think to the Romans when they were paying ferrymen to bring them across to well I mean in real life as well they you know they, they had ferrymen and well, is, the, is the crossing of the river stick yeah is that where you were going transport yeah but that's but that was that was because they used ferries in, in the Greek I think well. though wasn't it but not to go all classical scholar on you not that I am a classical scholar, so... Yeah, hang, 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 hang on, hang on, Dr. O'Connor. Sixth Greek. Um, we'll, so. we'll look at... Might have been both. The Romans nicked loads of the Greek stuff, anyway. So. And then there was uh, stagecoaches mm. in the UK. So people have been taking public transport for a long time. So I think we're going to cover the entire uh, uh, world of public transport on this. And I think we'll kick off with a little... A little public transport quiz, which I actually had a great time researching for because there's just some mad stuff about public transport. Great. Uh, also, don't, don't, don't look up the weirdest things people have ever seen in public transport because I read a BuzzFeed article and it was really gross. So, um, Okay, so question one. Which American talk show host was born at East Finchley Station while his mum was taking shelter during the war? Whoa. I know. Cool. Crazy Fact. stuff. Now, I think he's retired. He is now retired. Now, so. Is East Finchley... Is that in, in London? Is that a... Yes. Okay. North London. It's a tube station, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And so it's, so it's, an, it's an English-born American TV show host. Yeah. Now, 
Who's retired? Mm. My first thought was Jerry Springer. Um, and I think that age oh, fits. Yeah. And I don't... I kind of feel he could have been born in the UK. I don't know much about him. I know he was mayor of Chicago for like 14 years or something. Um, but yeah. I... Mm, who else is there? So he's... He'd be about the right age as well, born during wartime, so he'd be like yeah. eighty now or something like that. Um, I'll level with you, Hugh. I've got I've got a picture of a guy in my head who's a talk show host who's old. David Letterman. No idea who he is. Might be Letterman. Could be Letterman. He Might retired a few guy. years ago. Mm. I suppose. Did you say talk show host or did you say TV show host, Anya? I said talk show, talk show. So Jerry Springer, I guess, wasn't really a talk show, was it? So I think I think Letterman is probably right because he he did he did retire a couple of years ago. We're going David Letterman. Okay, well, you're, it's Jerry Springer. Oh. I think it is a talk. It is a talk show. It was a talk show, uh, and All unfortunately, shows you, you, you were wrong as well. He was mayor, but I think he was mayor of Cincinnati. Uh. Um, but he had a wild early life. He was born in the London Underground Station. Sorry, of Highgate. Oh, that's on East in East Finchley. Sorry. Uh, this is an London absolute listeners. nightmare. I think you'll find that Highgate is in Highgate. And, well, oh no, sorry, sorry, you're right. He, he was born in Highgate. Oh my and God. And he grew up in East Finchley. Uh, my it, he grew up in the tube station. No, Anya, this one, this is the made up one. <laughs> uh, but he, he had a, like a very unexpected life. So his. <laughs> Just, uh, completely ignored. Completely ignored it. But his parents were German Jewish refugees who escaped Mm. from what was then Prussia. And two of his grandparents died in concentration camps. And then when he was four, he emigrated to Queens, presumably with his family, not off his own bat. And uh, as you said, he he did have a political career in the 70s, long before he got into... um, hosting Jerry Springer um, so our second question is where in, I think it was in 2020 was the first country in the world to introduce uh, public transport that was free across the entire country so I actually heard the answer to this question today because I told my brother John um, what subject we were doing and he said did you know that in blah oh. public transport is free uh, so but I'm going to let Will put his hungover oh, brain to work some Oh, it's probably some Scandinavian country because it's always it's always a Scandinavian. Everything's country. free in Scandinavia, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say my main guess would be like I guess Denmark. Okay. So my my guess, which I hope isn't a guess, is Luxembourg. You're absolutely Ooh, right, John. Um, but I'll off. give you two. I'll give you two sub questions. What's the what capital in Europe has free? public transport in the capital and it's not Luxembourg yeah um, it's not Berlin and Paris because I've been there and I've paid yeah I mean we could go for Copenhagen go your Scando route yeah that's what I was thinking of I was thinking of Copenhagen it's actually uh, Tallinn uh, Estonia and Malta is set to bring in free public transport everywhere uh, this year yes. there you go so our uh, our third uh, question is: um, So what is the what city has the world's busiest rail network in the world? Hmm. I mean, you're always you're always thinking Tokyo or something like this, aren't you? You know, or, or Germany. That uh, Hauptbahnhof. What? What a Hauptbahnhof. Am I right? What a Hauptbahnhof in Berlin. Yeah, the the central station in Berlin. I've never what? been to Berlin. 
It's really great city. I'd recommend going lots. I've been to Munich twice and both times I've vomited on the train on the way out of Munich because I was so hungover. And now, do you, Next question. do you think it's a Pavlovian thing there where if you get that train again, <laughs> you're just instantly... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it might have something to do with the alcohol. And all that Pavlova as well. Uh, well, Hugh, you were right. It, it is Tokyo. And Tokyo is by some distance, like the, the statistics are absolutely mind-boggling. Like it's, it's way above any of the other uh, busy ones because a lot of people think it's going to be um, the subway in New York and it's not um, but there's an entire culture around Japanese trains uh, and obviously there's train spotters everywhere but they're very into it in uh, Japan they call it Toritetsu um, which means to take and train but there's loads of sub uh, fascinations within that culture there's also Ototetsu and there are people who record the sounds of trains Ekitetsu and there are people who study stations and Ebikentetsu and there are people who are interested in the bento lunchboxes sold at uh, the stations and then there's people who are interested in uh, train wiring people who love intercepting train radio signals people who are into conducting on trains and it, one journalist says it's just really hard to find people in Japan uh, who hate taking trains uh, because they have such a fantastic uh, rail system. I like the ones uh, who are intercepting signals from trains that's cool I know that's pretty cool yeah and uh, there are people who collect uh, volumes of train timetable books and he like just reading about one guy here who loves to uh, map out imaginary journeys just for fun on their phone book sized uh, schedules so it's a whole subculture well, in Japan I'd say they all get very angry when they rent the film Train Spotting. yeah I was thinking that earlier yeah hang on <laughs> there's a guy have you guys ever heard of Francis Bourgeois no. I think that's how you pronounce the second name so I don't think it's his real name it's like a, his TikTok name it, do yourself a favour if you're listening to this and you haven't Search Francis Bourgeois, find his, find his TikTok, or find his videos that people have stolen and uploaded. He is a very handsome, like, 20-year-old who loves trains so much. He, oh, wow. he, he is, like, he's got lovely teeth, a nice smile. He's just, a, he's just a kid who loves trains. And his videos are just him watching trains go by and being like, oh, oh, give us a honk, please. Oh, give us a tone. And the train goes, and he goes, oh, I have seen him. Someone sent me a video of him recently. It's, it's just bizarre. It's un- no, it's not bizarre. It's unadulterated joy. It's just a boy <laughs> who loves trains. It's so happy. It's so wholesome. So, I, I guess we should turn our our attentions to, uh, to to public transport. I genuinely have no idea what you guys think of this. Wait, have um, we finished the quiz? <laughs> we have finished the quiz. Okay. We, 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 had, we had five questions. We did very well. Oh. Yeah, you just, you just knew you just knew a lot of them. Um, Anya, we have a question though. Yeah. Tell us. What counts as public transport? Yeah. So, what is considered public transport? So, public transport is something, it has to be available for use by the general public. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, it's on a schedule, it operates established routes, and it charges a posted fee for each trip. So, for example, a coach tour is not public transport because it's not on a schedule, you've chartered it, and uh, you know the, mm. the the payment structure is different. Is, mm. is different, and also it's not accessible to general public. So, so like a taxi uh, is something that you charter. Yeah, exactly. So tra- right. taxis aren't really considered uh, public transport, uh, but there yeah. are shared versions of taxis. So if you've ever been in Istanbul, I think they have something called a, a dolmus, mm. which is basically where like a ta- there's like a rank and then a, a little minibus fills, and it doesn't go until it's full. 
and it'll have a general destination and you can ask to be dropped off on the way. Mm. I'd be absolutely gutting if there were like 16 seats and only 15 people in town that day. Oh. Uh, Hugh, I know you've shared a taxi with disastrous results before that you've told us. Well, have you ever shared taxis with strangers before? Yeah, with um, oh, I've done I've done an Uber pool. Uh, my oh. my girlfriend and I, after a night out or something, got an Uber pool because it was cheaper. And this girl got in. The God, you're Uber. an old romantic, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't show my love by the the price tag. Hugh literally ran away. Is he gone to get sick? I, I think he's gone. I don't know what he's gone to do. Because <laughs> if it was just to use the toilet, it was very urgent. Yeah, it was yeah, a very yeah. urgent run. I, I, he, and he didn't explain it. And I think he's got wireless headphones on so he could still hear us now, whatever he might be doing. Um, yeah, we got in this Uber pool and this girl mm. got in after a work party and she'd she'd told the, this guy that she worked with that she, she fancied him and he had, he'd said, no, thanks. And it was, it was really like, we got like a five minute insight into this sad evening. <laughs> There's a good, good idea for a screenplay. Little little five minute dipping in and out of people's lives, you know? Thanks for covering while I was what gone, guys. I went to the toilet one like I was like, I'm just going to go why quickly. You, why, so I'd be back. Why did you do it so, but why did you do it so urgently? Were you gonna so I'd be back quickly. Anyway, yeah, but it's such a, str- it's a you such guys, strange... You guys, problem. total professionals, you know, just didn't, didn't miss Dude. a beat. Hugh, this, you got up and sprinted. It, it, it was like something terrible had happened. If anyone gets up and sprints, so if you got up and walked away, we would have we would have covered it. But you sprinted. I've never seen you run so fast. Uh, we're just talking here about Uber. Public. I know, I listened to it all. But we're not here to talk about that because it's not public transport. Cause no, we that's chartered true. It. I'm also going to always call it chartering now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm chartering Shall a taxi. Charter here? a taxi. Um, I've got another question. What about like um, Dublin bikes? You know, that's public transport, right? Not, not on a schedule, you. No, I know, but it's surely it's public transport. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so because it's also a solo activity. I wouldn't count that. I, I think, I think public transport has to involve, yeah, being mm. with other people. Hello, listeners. Producer Michael here with some excellent news. This week we're opening a competition which you can enter and possibly even win with a truly phenomenal prize. For more detail, I'm joined by our producer, Anya. Anya, what's our prize? Michael, this is very exciting. So hot on the heels of your, uh, your, your previous competition, the DVD competition, which invoked intrigue, disgust, a lot of reactions <laughs> over on social media. Uh, we're delighted to be sending one lucky Legitimate Likes listener and a pal uh, to the fantastic Wild Rooms in Wexford for a night's holiday. My word, that is a truly magnificent prize. Now, the Wild Rooms, I've heard the buzz, but I want to know more. So, you've heard about glamping, you know, you've heard about ecopods, but this is what they call posh rooms in the wilderness, so it's very much an elevated take on that that sort of genre. Uh, And they're essentially these Nordic cabins uh, with made from, like, Japanese cedar wood uh, with floor-to-ceiling windows where you can stargaze, you can watch the sunset, you can watch the sun rise... Uh, and you can step right out into nature. You've got a beautiful king-size bed. You've got a beautiful bathroom in your in your cabin. You've got an outdoor heated shower, which nice. you can enjoy. Nice. I know. I know. Uh, and it, it's just a, there's a little self-catering area. You can enjoy a glass of wine. You can watch uh, nature. You can go for a swim. Uh, it looks fantastic. It's in Gory. Uh, and we're we're very very pleased and very grateful to the Wild Rooms for for giving this opportunity to uh, legitimate likes listener. 
And I think all of the little cabins, if you can even describe them as such, um, are set in their own little secluded spot. So you have your own little slice of nature. Well, I hope so, because with the old outdoor shower. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, well, uh, that is sounds like a truly delightful way to spend a few days. Um, Anya, I have to say, that sounds like it would cost a pretty penny. How much is this prize worth? So this one night stay is worth 249 euros, listeners. Um, that is surprisingly, surprisingly reasonable. Um, but, but, but all the same, not something you can win for free every day. Um, so I, I assume our listeners have to do something truly laborious and remarkable to compete for such a bounty. Uh, no, mercifully, unlike the GVD uh, competition, which involved listeners doing a lot of Michael's work for him, this is much easier. <laughs> Just go to our Instagram, uh, like our Instagram page, and maybe if you could follow Tara Hill Estates page as well, that'd be great. We'll link it on the Instagram post. And then you just need to like and share the Instagram post and tag a friend underneath it. And we will pick a winner in two weeks' time, which we will announce Friday morning when we release, sorry, two Fridays mornings away when we release <laughs> our camping episode. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's all happening. Please enter, please get involved, and um, we can't wait to hear what you think of it. Okay, and all the details will be on our various social media platforms. I have to say a huge thanks to Wild Rooms for the treat. Um, I am really looking forward to giving this prize out. It sounds wonderful and a great way to have a break without those airport blues. Uh, it really does, looking through the website over the last couple of days, it looks like an amazing spot. Yeah, maybe we'll do a little legitimate likes field trip at some point. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. A pod apiece to keep Watch out, there. Wild Rooms. We're coming yeah, your and way. Yeah, we've lots of exciting things coming up. Lots of competitions coming up this summer. So uh, watch this space. Great. All right. Now back to your regular programming. So just at the outset, Hugh, are you yay or nay in favour of public transport? Well, that's a decision for the end of the podcast, I feel. I um, I would say I don't use public transport very much because I both drive and cycle. Um, I don't use it at all, really, anymore. Um, I'd, have, I'd have bussed to school and back uh, every day back in the day. Um, but I'll tell you what, I do, I do like it, and I think I like a train journey. I think trains are great. Um... I think the difficulty with public transport is it comes down to that point that because they're scheduled and because <laughs> they're scheduled, but also very rarely follow that schedule. And uh, <laughs> so I think it comes down to like the, the waiting and the getting to the station. And that kind of bit is unenjoyable and annoying. Whereas I think the actual transport, like even riding on a bus, I do. I do enjoy being on a bus, despite the fact that I haven't been on one in literally years. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what you seem to be saying is that the transport that you take to public transport, you don't like. So, transport, you don't like. But I think it's more the more the fact that it's like it's like when you you know you're going away and people are like, oh, sure, you, it's it's only half an hour to Liverpool. I'm like, no, the flight is half an hour. But like, I mean, ultimately, the journey yeah, is going yeah. to take me three and three quarter hours. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, so it's that kind of thing. I, so and and. So flights, I mean, normal scheduled flights are public transport then, yeah? I think that's debatable. I would um, say no, but I don't know yeah. why I'd say no. I mean, you don't charter yeah. the plane. I guess it just yeah. doesn't seem so, it because it's, it's more of a luxury product, maybe. I, I, I feel like, actually, planes and air travel needs to be its own episode, mm. which is why I would take it out of this one. Will, what, what's your take? I, I mean, 
this feels like one of the weirder episodes. <laughs> I don't know who's clicked on public transport to be like, yeah, yeah, either... I need to hear that glorified. Or let's take it down a peg. <laughs> yeah. I think the second, the second of those opinions is weirder. Yeah, I think it's great, man. I, I love that. Like, especially in London, if you didn't have the tube, what would you talk about? That's the, the <laughs> one of the main things is is discussing tube times. And you think, oh, when I move to London, I won't be like that. You will. You absolutely will. But well, I, I think one, it's fair to say that people generally agree that public transport is a is a is a public good. But a lot of people don't really enjoy being on it and would happily never go on it again. So do you have any bugbears about things that happen on public transport that put you off actually using it? Hmm. I don't know. Um, my, my worst nightmare is somebody, you know, when there's kind of um, a bit of a quote-unquote character on a bus and they're loudly mm. talking to you, but everybody can hear them talking to you, and that's the worst bit. Like, I wouldn't really mind mm. an oddball talking to me if I was alone, because you, you just, but, but when you know there's maybe 20 people listening to you, be like, oh yeah. What if they think we're friends? Yeah, because one time a guy read me his love poetry on a bus really loudly. You said you were going to keep that in confidence, man. <laughs> and as he went to get off the bus, he stood at the top of the stairs and said, I hate the lot of yous. Except you, except you. I like you. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, well, Anya, we know what the rest of this episode is about. Please tell us everything. Yeah. Well, that's it. But, Hugh, I think I told you this before. My time at the bus stop with the man who touched my tights. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Oh, oh it took a turn. It took a turn took into a turn. sexual assault territory. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not that funny no, story. <laughs> no, I mean... I. <laughs> He asked me, and I said, yes, Will. That's the worst thing. So it wasn't an assault. That's not the worst thing. It was an assault. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's still, it's still gross and it weird, It turned out right? he, he was a tights fetishist. Unless this is how you met your partner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and reader, I married him. <laughs> um, but... I, yeah, I think I think that's an interesting one though as well. Though possibly for women, uh, public transport is a scarier. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, um, I know you did. As you say, you did let him touch your tights, but presumably that was out of an element of I don't want him to do anything bad. Well, I was sitting at the bus. I was sitting at the bus stop at night, and uh, a man beside me was like, "Sorry, do you have the time?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah it's whatever, half 11. And he was like, "Sorry, would you mind if I just felt your tights?" And I said, "Um, yeah, <laughs> sure." And he just, no, he had a very just a very a very quick uh, rub of my knee, and mm-hmm. he um. He he was like I know I'd say they're eighty denier are they though eighty denier that's that's the that's the the way you measure like the thread count of times right denier denier and uh, he um, then he was telling me about his favorite type of tights and mm-hmm. how he was saving to buy a body stocking so that he could quote unquote enjoy the feel of tights all over his body mm. um, okay yeah and uh, thankfully we were taking different buses and he went on his way but not before he gave me his email address. So, uh, but I mean, he, he was, he was, he was perfectly polite. He asked me, mm. I could have said no. Yeah. I could have said no. Um, I, I suppose the way you said yes there felt to me like there were a lot of no vibes within it, but he did ask. And I mean, he, he's, I don't mean to start <laughs> enjoying this character who's going around touching women at bus stops, but I want, I want you to email him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have them on the podcast. And what I will say, Will, is this is maybe 15 years ago. I was I was maybe 18. 100% he's still using the same email. That's not a guy who's updated. No. No, I wouldn't say he's updated his email. It's AOL. It's definitely AOL. Yeah. <laughs> AOL. I, like, 
how much is a bodysuit of tights? I, how <laughs> I much don't know. Does it cost? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But he had bought a dress and he was showing it to me. So I, I thought it was like oh. kind of vul- vulnerable crossdresser, mm. yeah, as opposed to <laughs> bus stop fetishist. Yeah, yeah. you don't um, shame the guy, but yeah, I would shame him. I was trying to be yeah. nice. I was trying to be nice, but he shouldn't really have been asking. Girls. No, I don't know Anya. I mean, no. you went above and beyond the Call of Duty. I think there, you know, <laughs> and and uh, yeah. I think I like. Yeah, look, at the end, I'm glad it worked out for everyone. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe he'd never told anyone before, and it just came out, and and then now he's like living free in a morph suit. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I played a small the part. The guy who wrote the love poetry, do you remember any of the love poems? Or how old was he? What was his story? Um, he was a very drunk man, I'd say, in his 40s. Mm-hmm. I was maybe 22. Mm-hmm. He he was the only people that basically treats it like it's its own stand-up audience. Okay. The entire yeah. bus of people. But I just got caught in the in the crossfire. I think there was a seat yeah. beside me. You were like, do you want to um, touch my tights? Because that, that is a service that I offer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he, it was hideous. But I, I, that's that's my not. You know, when you're set, you're set. I have pretended to be asleep on buses to avoid people that I know. Yeah. I was once taking the bus home, and a good friend of mine got on the bus, and I put my scarf around me, and I snuggled down for a fake sleep because I didn't want to talk to them. It's someone I know and like very well. I did meet another Hugh O'Connor on a bus one time. What? <laughs> And how did you find out that his second name was the same? That's the real question, because it was quite an unlikely turn of... I think Michael said something like... Um, I said something, and then Michael said, Oh, classic Hugh O'Connor, blah, blah. And this guy turned around and was like, Excuse me? I said, what? He said, No, my name's Hugh O'Connor. No, my, my name's Hugh O'Connor. Yeah. There you go. And did you keep in touch? No, but I did see him on a bus again, like, a few weeks later. But, again, we didn't speak. We pretended not to see each other, obviously. You know? yeah. Have you ever had any good um, experiences with a bus driver, like, or either chats or just interesting events or anything like that? Bus drivers seem to veer from like the purely evil to the like purely good. Mm. There's some absolutely lovely, lovely bus drivers out there. Yeah, that's definitely true. I had a bus driver one time who um, I was getting a bus that I thought finished at Parnell Square, which is just around the corner from the cinema. And I was going to see a, a movie. I was in school. and uh, But turned out that the route had changed. And it ended in Mountjoy Square. Which is quite a way away from Parnell Square. And I said this to I was like, oh no, I, I didn't realise this. And he said, oh no, sure, hold on a minute, I'll drop you over. And he dropped me to the cinema. Like, how nice is One that? Time, my parents live on a cul-de-sac. And the bus driver... Cloud right through the end. Past, <laughs> he, went, he went past my stop, but he went down the cul-de-sac to drop me to my door. On a double-decker bus. Wow. How did he turn it? It's a lovely look. I've driven person. down there. That's not an easy, not an easy no, three-point turn. I don't know how he got back out. Yeah, there you go. Have you had Have you had any strange vehicles as public transport? I was on a hydrofoil, but what? what's that when it's? I, I think it's just another. It's some sort of uh, hydrofoil. I mean, it's basically just a boat. Um, I just googled hydrofoil, and the first the first question people also ask: Why hydrofoil is not popular? And then the second one is: What is the point of a hydrofoil? Um, <laughs> yeah. So have you ever? Um, do you remember? It used to be you could take a hovercraft to the UK, couldn't you? From France, really? was it? 
No, from here, from here, a hovercraft. Are you sure? Yeah, there were definitely there were definitely hovercrafts. Uh, I mean, I like still... hovercrafts are cool. You can take mm-hmm. one to the Isle of Wight, Will. Oh, I think I might have been on it. It looks amazing. It looks like a big boat, but it's got like a big buffer kind of under it. Mm. I'm and so hungover, I just searched the Isle of Wight and then was confused as to why there were no pictures of hovercrafts. <laughs> yeah, so it's the only, the world's only year-round passenger hovercraft service, and it takes you over in 10 minutes. That's very impressive. That is pretty cool. That is very cool. But I think there was one at one stage here that went from um, Ireland to the UK. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why did they get rid of it, Anya? Why? I don't know. They, they look like they might be incredibly inefficient, maybe. I, I can't... I, mm. Yeah. I, I don't, suppose I don't so. know. Yeah. In terms... Sorry, we didn't really get to this. So in terms of bugbears, so what, what... Like, how do you feel about, say, people eating food on public transport? People doing their makeup. People sitting beside you. I, I think it's interesting because I think it's, like, this weird in-between, like... It's a public space, but then people... F- act like it's a private space sometimes yeah mm. and every so often something will take you out and be like oh i'm not in a private space just because i've got my headphones in i think eating food is fine i think if you're eating like something with nuts in it maybe not if it's something particularly smelly maybe not but i don't really mind it's when people do and makeup on the train that's so fine there should not be a taboo about that people get very upset about that will people get very upset my mum mm. always gives out to me about this because back pre-covid i used to do Praisley, everything short of having a shower on the train. Yeah. I used to treat that as like, I, I had an hour and a half commute in the morning and I used to be like, well, this is where I get ready. You gotta use it for I something. Yeah. liquid eyeliner going over a speed bump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if like if we're going to live in a world where there's a beauty myth that makes people feel like they, they, they want to wear makeup and they want to be like whatever why and it's going to take a while why force them to get up an hour earlier like absolutely i do i do think it's not cool to use anything powdery that goes everywhere Mm -hmm. um and the other thing that a lot of people get very upset about is people brushing their hair on public transport why i don't think that's fine like what because apparently it sends a lot of fibers into the air and if you're asthmatic yeah but like i mean we're all sending so many things into the air all the time i feel you know like yeah i'm fine non-stop on those trains Mm. <laughs> and uh, so I think a good line in the sand for eating is maybe no hot food is what a lot of people say because that is going to that's more of an experience for everybody but a sandwich or something or a granola bar yeah 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 is, is absolutely fine um, I was once with a friend of mine who got in trouble because a load of cheese fell out of her cheese sandwich <laughs> she was getting onto onto the bus and she got in big trouble she got in big and, trouble yeah and once I was on the bus this was awful on the way to college years ago and a yogurt exploded in my bag. Oh, no. And you know the way when a yogurt explodes, it's like there's gallons of it. It's like, it, it, I don't know how, from one small pot, it was every, got on loads of other people. It's, it's exponential. It all, yeah. It was all over the floor. Nobody had any napkins or anything. It was just... Yeah. Ugh. And then I had to spend the day covered in yogurt. It was just... It was just... Uh, at high school, when we were about 15, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Froobs. They're like yogurt and mm. Yeah. We're familiar um, with fruits. And uh, Ollie Don't Hor- you patronise us, Will. <laughs> Ollie Horseman, uh, he he wanted to hit Ryan That's Ball. Is that a real name? Yeah. name. Full named him, um, Ollie Horseman. What, he gets please, confused did he become uh, yeah, a cavalry officer or what did he do? Or a no, centaur. I, I think he's a DJ. I don't know what he does for work. That's amazing. Ollie Horseman. DJ Horseman. DJ voice. DJ, <laughs> DJ Horseman. Anyway, DJ Horsey, was, uh, he decided to hit Ryan Baum uh, over the head with a froob and hit him real hard with the froob and somehow 
the Froob didn't explode at Ryan's end. Oh, it exploded no. at Ollie's end. Friendly fire. Him. Yeah. Froobly fire. Came. Ollie yogurt man. Have you like ha- have you ever moved away from somebody on a bus? Like move like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so somebody's somebody's doing something and you don't get off the bus, but you 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 or the train, but you move seats. Have you ever done that? No, and I don't think I I, I think I just I think I feel completely unreasonably that once you've sat down in your seat in your bus, you're like. I've committed to this. You know, it's like signing up for the war. You know, you're like, I'm in it now. You gotta and see like, it through. I can't desert. And I've just got to, yeah. I feel like, yeah, you just got to see it, see it out till the armistice. <laughs> it's like when, when the bus is really full and someone, someone sits next to you and then the bus then empties out at the next stop. Yeah. And then that person moves seat and you're like, I thought we had something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, Will, what about if the bus empties out and... And they stay with you and you're just the two of you are the only people on the bus sitting in one seat. Is that not worse? I have done that before on tube carriages where that has happened. And I just, I think it's really funny just to stick it out and see if you can stay longer than they will. Because you do become so immersed in the person's world. Like you're, you're, I mean, in what other situation would you sit with a stranger on like essentially a small bench? Yeah. Compressed together. Rubbing their tights. I have a friend who was getting on a bus one time and uh, there was a mother with multiple children at the bus stop. And my friend, um, being a very nice and helpful girl, decided, do you know what? I will help this mother with the children because the mother is trying to corral, like, I think four small children onto the bus. And so my friend picked up one of the children and lifted them onto the bus. And the child then turned around and said, put me down, because it wasn't a child, it was a little person who my friend had just picked up and oh, no. deposited onto a bus. Oh, no. No, no, no. And that, I think, is the most awkward situation of all time. It's the worst. What, no. Did your friend then immediately like lie down in front of the bus? And like, there's no, there's no way to, you know, you just have to accept that as an ultimate loss in, in, in your life and be like, yeah, just. Well, no, truly no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Um, but I once went to, went to help a woman with a, a, a pram and a baby. And I said, oh, can I give you a hand? And I meant like, can I help you with the pram? And she just handed me the baby. And I was like, <laughs> but it was great. It was the cutest Oh, but that's thing. what you want. Good, yeah. I got a good five minutes of this adore, you know, when they're like. Maybe five or six months mm. old, and they're, they're, oh, it was, it, Hugh, you'd have been in your element, it was great. Because mm-hmm. the, the pram is, is very boring. Would you help somebody, you know, in a train station, if you saw somebody with a heavy bag, would you help them carry it up a, up a, up a stairs? Yeah, I've yeah. done that, yeah. I've always been very impressed, Will, in, in, amongst your people in London, that people are very, very helpful with Yeah, bikes. it does tend to happen in London yeah. quite a bit. I think people, I think it's probably because, like, keep, keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Don't slow anything yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I always find it really scary. You know the way people are very on the. You have to stand. Is it, do you stand to the right or stand to the left on the escalators? Uh, if you don't know, you're the problem. But yeah, it's on the left. Yeah, but like I, we don't really have anything of that here. Do you? Do Not at all. Escalators are free. You guys only got stairs recently. Mm. Yes, yeah, so we don't. We, we don't. Mr. Farman's pole um, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fun. Um, Not going up. 
But I, I, I find getting the tube terrifying because, um, you know, even paying for it, people get so angry and the, yeah, people just really want to keep things moving in a way that I don't think we really do here. It's kind of all mm. a bit more relaxed. Isn't yeah, it? it's a bit more slapdash. Yeah, I think we got more, so the most hate mail I think we've ever gotten on the podcast is when I didn't know that Lewis was an acronym. Yeah. So. No, you thought it was an acronym and it's not. I thought it was an acronym. I thought it was an acronym. So it's amazing what gets people... Well, gets the there you go. Maybe this is going to be our most popular episode yet. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Against I all see. the odds. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a, a I have a thing to say. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, Newcastle. I lived in Newcastle. Went to university there, and their metro is grand. It's the underground train. It's great, but mm. tickets. The tickets were like a couple of quid, right? But the fine for not having a ticket was twenty quid. So a oh, really wow. low fine, which basically incentivized you mm. to play ticket roulette and be like, well, if I if I don't get caught like ten times or five five ten times, then I've made the money of mm. the fine back. Yeah. So my friend Ollie just not Ollie Horseman actually, different Ollie. Ollie Cameron. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just he just never would pay for it because he would be like, well. It doesn't make sense. Now I've risked it a couple of times and I've paid a fine. I have to keep going to make my money back. Mm. Yeah. Will, you made a good point on the on a more cerebral point about mm. uh, like public you. places and, you know, versus private places. Yeah, but I mean, there smart. is something very cool about countries where there's a fantastic public transport system. Oh, yeah. Like, it just feels very, like, we're, you know, civic-minded. Yeah. And... Oh, honestly, the Hauptbahnhof in, in Berlin, you have to go. You have to go and visit the central train station. It's so cool. <laughs> and why? Is it just that there's so many trains? It's massive. It, in my memory, it's like a big old glass castle with, like, train lines coming out this way and that. I'm glass castling. <laughs> that's glass and palace. <laughs> that's glass and palace. But yeah, that's glass and palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, super fun, glass and palace. Well, it's, it was nice having some German listeners, and I'm sure they've all <laughs> yeah. switched off. But yeah, the Hauptbahnhof, it's just amazing. It's like multi-leveled. It's very modern building, loads of glass. That's multi-level modern building. Oh my God, what is what is happening? <laughs> what? You just keep teeing me up, well, everything so you say. I'm not teeing you up. I'm not teeing you up. I'm just explaining why I like the Hauptbahnhof. And Anya's showing how she loves the compound word nature of the German language. I do, I do, I do love it. Oh, also, in most of Europe, double-decker trains, man. I will, oh. I'll never cease to be amazed by double-decker I don't think I've ever so been cool. on a double-decker train. Oh, you haven't lived, you haven't lived. They're yeah. so cool. They're amazing. It's so simple. Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's like, I mean, I used to get very excited by the bendy buses. Oh yeah, yeah! I, st- I, love sta- I love standing on the bed. I know, and you're like, "This is danger," you know. Yeah, I'm living yeah. on the edge. Even though you're allowed to do it, <laughs> so it can't be that dangerous. <laughs> oh, a bendy bus! It's so funny. Uh, how do you feel about toilets on buses and trains? I think terrifying, but necessary. Trains. I think most of the. Yeah, trains. Okay, buses. I've never used a toilet on a bus. Um, I mean, they don't have them on, on your normal buses. You're talking about on coaches and things like yeah. that. Yeah, which is really public transport. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, but I've never, I've never used one. Um, did you have a story about someone in the toilet on a, on a coach on you? 
Uh, you were there, I think. Somebody we know used one on the door, swung open and revealed them to everybody on the bus. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the fear. But I mean, the, the utopia is that there's fantastic public transport with lots of trains, and the trains have fantastic toilets, mm. and they're well maintained, and they're clean, mm. and you, there's a dining cart, and you can have a cup of coffee. I mean, that's... What I would say is, if I was on a train, and I went in, and the toilet was very clean and well maintained and all that, I would come out talking about nothing else. Like, I would be telling everyone about that train. I'd be like, there was soap. There's, like, it's like there's a toilet in a garage um, in McCroom in Cork that I stop at every time I drive to Kerry. But I'm like, it's a great toilet. It's in a little outhouse, but it's very well maintained. It's very clean. There's always soap. There's always paper towels. It's the best toilet. Best toilet there. See, mm-hmm. I, what I find is that there's, all, there's the holy trinity of things you need for a good toilet experience. So you need there to be a towel or like mm. a hand dryer, preferably not yeah. a weird gross towel. Uh, soap and toilet paper. And, yeah. and a dry I find floor. In a lot of situations... Well, no, of the three, yeah, but I think if, if you don't have one of those things, so mm. if there's only toilet paper and soap, but no hand dryer, mm. or if there's only, if there's no, if there's no soap or toilet paper, yeah, that's pretty grim. And a lot mm. of trains in Ireland don't have liquid, liquid soap. They have powder soap, which like, is horrible. Yeah. So you, you swivel this little, this little, little tap around yeah. and it grinds off a solid block of soap. Like you're a Dickensian oh, orphan. I always at, thought they were cocaine dispensers. Yeah. And then you have to like really and then a lot of the time you get lathered up and then the the tap doesn't work. So you're there like a mm, yeah. And another thing I don't like about those toilets on those particular trains, Hugh, is they open straight out into the carriage, which is just very awkward because you kind of burst back in like, hello <laughs> you know. I hate plain toilets. I mean I'm not saying people love them probably. But like I think plain toilets are something that like why haven't they evolved? I know it's about using as little space as possible, but God they're not nice, are they? Do you know what I like to do every time I'm in a plain toilet? You know, well, yeah, apart from the obvious, I, 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 there's, you know, the way there's a sign on the back of the door with, with no, with no, um, telling you not to smoke in about five different, ten different languages. Mm, yeah. I like to go through them and read them and pretend I'm a tannoy. <laughs> so I'm like, das Rocken ist verboten. I just like to kind of hold my language. And you do them all out loud. Yeah. Kind of in a whisper. But I, ne- I never get past, you know, there's a kind of more exciting ones down the end, like maybe Swedish and stuff. I always just go through. Uh, Spanish, French, German. Fumé is onto deep. I like to. Just, uh, I just like to practice it. I just like. I like it. And it makes me feel very official. And I pretend that I'm an announcer. <laughs> this is the most adorable thing. And I'm definitely going to do this next time. It's I'm... so fun. It just passes the time in what in what is just a horrible experience. And then you know that thing of like you must wipe off the the hand basin for the next user. Never mind the hand basin. You'd want to. Fumigate yeah, and then, well, also <laughs> just the the thing of like, do not put the paper towels down the toilet. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, oh my god, what's, <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. And did you know that if the air uh, the air stewards lift up the little anti smoking flap on the outside door, they can see in? No. It's. I think they have to be able to because what if yeah. you were locked? In oh, there? I guess so. I actually saw the last time I was on a plane, I saw them unlock the toilet from the outside as well. Yeah, because obviously it was I was yeah. I was the first person up. Um, to go to the toilet as soon as those seatbelt signs were switched off yep. you, you ran without explanation straight in exactly um, they are they are just they're, they're so narrow as well so um, narrow I mean and genuinely like presumably there are people who are bigger that don't really fit in them 
Yeah, it's not great. And I also hate, you know, the big whoosh at the end when you flush the toilet, like it feels like oh, I know. it's yeah. a black hole swallowing up everything in its path. It's just being funneled through the plain floor. Yeah. And like, is it just being dumped out on on the... under? No, it's not, surely. Is it? No, <laughs> it, it goes into a tank. It's not like... A train does just go down. Out. Yeah, no, that, it doesn't. doesn't Wait, I still don't believe that. A lot of I don't believe do. that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why you're not meant is to do it in the station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Some of them do. The newer models don't, but a lot of the older ones is just straight down, baby. That is disgusting. I mean, is it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, in the no. middle of nowhere in the middle of a train track. It's not somewhere where people uh, are but going it's like, to I, I absolutely love, you know, when you go to a lovely city and they have a fantastic like thing of municipal public toilets that are well maintained and well attended. And, uh, you know, there's a, maybe a uh, you know, 10 or 20 cent fee. I mean, that is just living like that. Why? Like, that's, you know. If anyone was wondering what it sounds like when you scrape the bottom of a barrel, that was it. So welcome <laughs> to Legitimate Likes. <laughs> I love a nice toilet. Yeah, but I, I uh, train toilets are okay. Tra- plane toilets are the the worst, and coach toilets are even worse because I don't even know where the stuff goes. Does it just go into a little pocket? Yeah, they, they feel like I think they go out the top. I think it's like a whale's blowhole, actually. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> I love. I want to exist in the in the brief second where Anya wondered whether they just dump it out the plane. Like, <laughs> yeah. just the entire world would be covered in feces. Like. <laughs> There are so many, like, no one would live under a, a plane route. A, f- a flight <laughs> But it is like, you know, when people go, um, what the phrase that makes my blood run cold, is you ever hear someone talking about a chemical toilet? Yeah, but I don't actually know what it is. It, I think it's like, you know, if you're camping or something, or like in a, in a Winnebago or something, that it's like, it doesn't flush. I think stuff is broke down with chemicals. Mm. Yeah. But there's a lot of like emptying. I remember we were uh, we were on a stag and uh, we rented a barge on the Shannon, and which was great fun. But your man got on to sort of talk us through how to pilot it or whatever, and then he also was like, "I'll just show you where the toilet is and whatever." And then he starts opening he starts opening the door to the toilet and starts explaining this. And in in that is different because I think you have to pump in water and then it pumps away or whatever. But and. Yeah. But basically, a couple of the guys were just not listening and just chatting away outside. And he got very annoyed. And he turned and he said, Here, do you know how a sea toilet works or not? (laughs) 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 Um, I mean... And did you... Were you the only person who knew that? And you had to... Yeah, I was the sea toilet expert. I was the the sea toilet captain, I think, is what they call them. Or the first mate. Yeah, you're the most important member of the team, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Toilet master general here. Um, Yeah, so I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Toilet Chat. (laughs) Uh, One last thing that I I would like to ask, though... um, you know, say you're out and about, this is not really on the, on the sense of public transport. We've a real lack in Dublin of public toilets. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone got a favourite place where they like to stop to uh, spend a penny? Hopefully not on the street. I mean, like in a, in a nice place. Yeah, I just squat outside the GPO. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably be shot for doing that, Will. <laughs> yeah, <isn't it>? <laughs> English <enough>. guy. <laughs> I mean, uh, short, short uh, version, or if you're in a bit of a hurry, like uh, McDonald's on Grafton Street, I have to say. Or do you go yeah, up there? No, but more luxurious. Oh, more luxurious. Uh, a hotel then, like the Westbury, maybe. Yeah. is a good one again. Oh, the, if you're the Westbury in... toilets, I don't think are that nice. I I like the Shelburne. Mm. Um, because you you know I make make it make a day of it, make an occasion of it. Will, is there anywhere you like to stop in Dublin? I, for, for in, in Dublin, do you know yeah. what? I don't. I I'd probably just go into a pub. 
See, a pub, I, a pub I genuinely do feel bad. I'm like, I should be giving them business here, you know? Oh, no, I'd just buy a Guinness. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay then, yeah. Yeah, and then be sick on the way out. I once was hiking, and uh, now this was just a, just a, just a, well, number one, went behind a boulder, as you do, and then realised there was three people having lunch on the boulder behind me. <laughs> I thought I had to take the secluded one, and I turned around, and it was just, like, people having a picnic, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, but I just think you know you're you're out hiking. That's yeah, you know, yeah. We, we we all know like you know what we're what we're about here. Mm. You know, can I just say there's some quite good toilets in, in Glendalough in the in the car park. We really we really aren't talking about a toilet episode. Yeah. Maybe very strongly. Maybe about that's it. for the best though. Well, maybe this has redeemed the episode. Um, yeah, yeah, potentially. Uh, but maybe we should uh, move towards this was the the terminus the, the terminus mm, of yeah. the episode, um, which can be a bit scary if you're the last one on, you know, end of the line. Mm. Yeah, well, we're very much coming to the end of the line. I think I think of our um, of of our wit for this episode. Um, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? And do you want to give your vote? Does public transport go into the legitimate likes hall of? fame or is it going in humanity's bin <laughs> it flushing it down humanity's toilet yeah and then it just gets spread out over the world yeah <laughs> i think i'm confusing the topic with how much fun i've had on the podcast i'm in a very bleary hungover state and i've laughed a lot um i hope that reflects the listener's experience too <laughs> otherwise we've got we've got something wrong um I, yeah i think i'm gonna say that public transport is a legitimate like I think mainly because when you get on a bus and you get that that seat at the, on the top deck at the front and you can pretend to drive the bus, it's just the best place to sit on, on anything. And everybody wants to sit there, regardless of age. It's so nice. And I think that's like a really simple joy. And I like that there is affordable transport that people can get. Like the buses in London are like £1.50 and that fare covers as many buses as you want to get in an hour. And, like, that's cool. It makes the city really accessible and you can get across London on a bus. That's cool. Um, I like public transport and uh, that's my bold stance. Tweet me about it. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I think I'd say I've been on the bus about, I don't know, a handful of times in the last 10 years. I just don't use it anymore, you know, and I don't really use trains. But... Yeah, I, I kind of agree. When you're actually on it, you know, and aside from all the queuing and the waiting and all that side of things, when you're actually on a train or on a bus, I think it's a bit of crack, you know, and you have a bit of, have a bit of human theatre there as well. Now, you probably don't want to be involved in the theatre, I suppose, whether that is a man touching your tights or whether it's you picking up a little person or whatever it might be. You don't want to be getting involved there. You don't want a leading role in it. But yeah, I think it's a, you know, it's an opportunity to, yeah, kind of, kind of, people watch just for a very controlled safe period of time and uh yeah i mean i guess we can't really do without it and i think it has a has a little fun element to it too and uh some have good toilets so yeah it's a legitimate like from me oh yeah i think on a, on a good day a bus ride on a sunny day where the temperature is ambient and the people are normal and you have a coffee in your paw that's a lovely, it's a lovely feeling. It's a lovely feeling. I hope, I hope, I suppose the other thing is, Will, it's very plausible that some of our listeners are on public transport while they are listening to this. Whoa. So, <laughs> we should have figured that out a long time ago. But yeah. that means 
Public transport is literally a vehicle for this podcast to be heard. Oh my god, that is unbelievable. So yeah, that is so I think in that case it's perfect. it's a it's a legitimate like. Um, I mean, listen, if you're if you're listening to that and what Hugh just said, you have to you have to go online now and you have to rate this podcast five stars based entirely on that. That was amazing. Please, please, it would genuinely really help us. I, mm. I know I'm hungover, but seriously, it'd help us if you could like it and share it with your friends because we'd really like to get it out to more people so they can listen to it whilst they're pooping in a tiny toilet. Absolutely. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. We're at Legitimate Likes and keep in touch with us. Let us know what topics you want to listen to next. Let us know what you think of the topics we've done. Let us know whatever you're thinking. We don't mind. Yeah, man. Um, what do you think is the next bit of public transport you're going to get, Hugh? I genuinely never get public transport. Um, uh, <laughs> you can talk about your chauffeur if you want. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, Gustav will uh, probably drop me off at a party at some point, you know. And, I think uh, we've got Gustav here with us <laughs> to say goodbye. Yeah, I, th- I think we do, don't we? Gustav? Gustav, are you there? He doesn't like smoking. Can you tell us that, that smoking is forbidden? Gustav... Gustav is the strong silent type, yeah. isn't he? I'm on mute. <laughs> <laughs> is Gustav German? Uh, I don't know why you're asking for, us, mate. Wherever you want to be from, Gustav. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know the, the accent super will pun, be impeccable. Pun party chauffeur. Oh, I can do anything. I'm very, I'm incredibly versatile. Yeah. So. While Gustav is my chauffeur, I do insist that he drives me around in a double-decker bus, so it feels like public transport. <laughs> thank you for listening to legitimate likes we hope you've enjoyed it and we look forward to uh you listening along with the next episode and until then we've reached our destination get off everybody exactly end of the line it's goodbye from me and bye bye from bye thank you Anya, for producing we will see you soon thank you bye